Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to today's program. Today, we are going to be coaching you in one of the great lessons of life, quitting. You need to know when to quit. We've been trying to teach this idea to James for two years now, and the boy won't quit. I just won't leave. You do not get the message. We need you to quit, James. Not happening. Have you noticed people don't know when to quit? You know why? Because we don't quit. This, this paint, these colors don't run. You ever heard that line? My feet do. (laughs) Welcome to the program. We are talking about the art of quitting today. Quitting. Now, who would think that you should learn the art of quitting? Because quitters are losers, Right. Quitters are weak. That's what we hear. Quitters are weak. Right? Sure. Wrong. Yeah. Because, thank you for your <laughs> willingness to follow my lead response. on the show, Sean. We are taught you never give up. But is there not a time to just never. give up? Well, it's, 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 it's that movie. Never what give movie? up, never surrender. I don't think it came from the movie. Mine mm-hmm. I learned from my mother. Come on, Galaxy Quest. You didn't ever, you never saw that? Sean, we've talked about this. I have a life. I know James has seen it. Have you yep. seen it, James? Galaxy Quest. This is one of those movies you should be using for your morning workouts. It is Are you very kidding? funny. I'm not kidding you. Very funny. Tim Allen basically playing Galaxy Quest. Basically playing the the uh, Captain Kirk character yeah. in a parody. <laughs> really? Yes. How come I, I haven't seen this? I don't know. So good. It's but very see, good. Well, let me give you an example. That is a movie I should have quit. <laughs> well, I didn't see it. You weren't, you you weren't on quit. it. No, no. You see, you got to quit sometimes. Otherwise, you're just going to spend the rest of your life chasing something that's not maybe important anymore. Like, isn't there not a time to just quit uh, doing something that doesn't work? Oh, yes, definitely. Quit. Mm-hmm. But we don't quit. Well, it, yeah. Uh, it's messed up. A good example of that? Yeah. Movie-wise, The Three Stooges. By the way, yes. Oh my gosh! But see, that no, 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 not be... not the original Three Stooges. Okay. Those guys are those, funny. Those guys are. The, but they the, remade the, a movie, yeah, of, and oh, it was like two years ago. Right. Oh. Well, there's a reason we still don't. You know, we still don't have. We don't have this incredible love and dolls for the Three Stooges. We don't have all this paraphernalia. We're not. It's not. They're not big right now. No. Because it doesn't seem to be as funny anymore. True. Right? For some people, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some that think that that's funny. Yes. But, and then you try to make a comedy about it. It just isn't going to fly. Uh, yeah, but this one didn't fly. And it didn't. At they all. didn't quit. And they just they actually kept going and made an entire movie. Should have quit. That, I feel like that happens a lot with sequels, though. Mm-hmm. Like Land Before Time Seven, when that came out, it's like okay, <laughs> oh, should, it's time to stop. <laughs> okay. I should have stopped a while ago. You guys, uh, we're going to quit bringing up movies like that. Oh, okay, okay. We got to quit. Do just quit. Okay. What about Animorphs? That's not a movie. That's a book. Oh, come so on. are we supposed to take Nancy Reagan's advice and just say no now? Yes. Okay. Okay, fine. So today on the show, just to move us along, 
<laughs> we have an awesome guest. Peg Streep is going to be joining us, and she is she's written like a billion books, more mm-hmm. like a, I think eleven. But one of the books that we're going to be talking about is Mastering the Art of Quitting: Why It Matters in Life, Love, and Work. And we're going to literally blow up some of the myths. We're going to we are going to go out and no longer believe the simple myth that uh, you know winners never quit and quitters never win because sometimes it's smart to just quit. Yeah, and go do another thing. Exactly, and that might make you a winner. That's right. very true. Sometimes it's better to let go of somebody you're dating that's just not healthy for you. You just got to quit. Yes. We need to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You said it, not me. See, I will single-handedly <laughs> take that song and drive it into the ground. Today you will do that, I bet. <laughs> I am contributing to the overplaying But you know, you should really song. just quit I should, while I you're I ahead. Quit. But I can't quit. Because it's just so exciting. So before we move on and we get into all of this quitting stuff and we Mm -hmm. bring Peg on, let's let's get to the headlines. Headliners from the Matt Townsend Show, a summary of stories that you might have missed. Have we missed any? Dateline your job. My job? Anybody's job. Oh, okay. I thought you knew something I didn't know. In general, (laughs) you know. Yes. My job. Uh, an article actually from Entrepreneur.com. Yes, my favorite magazine, by the way. Oh, really? Not it's really. actually a website. Se- so. se- okay, Psychology Today would be mm-hmm. my favorite. Yeah. Nine reasons to quit your job as soon as you can. Okay, so this is quitting one-on-one. Nine kind reasons of. that somebody should quit their job. James, be listening. Get out your pen and paper. <laughs> but they, they kind of fall under the category of life is too short. You're being sucked dry. Somewhat. Mm. Number one. Excellent. Your input is disregarded or even not wanted. They dissuade you from sharing your ideas. Well, they, they more, more than that, they ignore you. Ooh. Yeah, I got to write these down because yeah. I'm wondering if anybody in my team feels this way. <laughs> okay. But, you know, or even if they laugh at your ideas. Yeah. Like, oh, are you still talking? Yeah, exactly. Are you still talking? Exactly. Yeah. Number two. You get criticized publicly. Mm, that's not good. Right. Like, that's pathetic. That's the best you can do. Mm-hmm. You I mean, bought, you, yeah. you, yes, there are times in everybody's work where you need to be told, okay, we could have done that a little bit better. Yeah. But that, you don't do it, like, at a meeting or no. in a conference room with a bunch of people. You don't do it on a radio people. show, in the middle of a radio show, do you, James? I guess not. Excellent. You don't buy knives. You don't buy knives. And then you don't ridicule the man that buys knives for his girlfriend. Debatable. Uh, Number three, you never hear the word thanks. No thank yous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're not getting thanked at work, I mean, not necessarily every day. But see, some would say, hey, your paycheck, thanks enough. Some would. But that's not legit. I don't think – I don't think that's a – no. The paycheck is not enough. Well, no. And, and the research shows it's not enough because people don't just stay for the mm-hmm. paycheck. And, I mean, again, life is too short is mm-hmm. the basic category of this. And it's too short to not be recognized for any sort of contributions that you're right. making. you gotta be, you got to be held up. Exactly. We, by the way, we just took a picture of the award-winning team mm-hmm. that won the UB Award as the best radio show team. Number four. <sighs> We're holding everybody up. Mm-hmm. We appreciate everybody. Okay. okay keep but going. number four, yeah. your boss manages up, not down. Yes. 
Yes. Now, do you understand the I up and down I, there? I teach it every day of my life. Because there's people. There's some people some that don't. Some bosses suck up, and they don't. They don't suck exactly. down. They don't like take care of everybody below them. They just only. Like, yeah. Are look they good worried about them. the people that report directly to them, or are they worried about the people that they directly report to? Right. By the way, there's another side too. It's parallel. Some bosses mm-hmm. like each other, yes. but they don't like their people. Yeah. Right. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Number five, you feel like you have no purpose. Yeah, you're kind of aimless, mm-hmm. wandering. Hmm. And this one is kind of uh, kind of the same. You feel like a number, number six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like nobody knows you. You know, you're just number four, five, seven, eight, two, oh, four. Exactly. That's you know, James's it, number. Life is too short to feel it, to go home every day feeling like you actually worked. Yeah. It's just it just doesn't. You spend a lot of time work. working, too. So right. this isn't good if number, you don't feel good. Number seven, you're not even mildly excited to go to work. Your attitude. You guys. Uh, if you don't have the attitude that it's enjoyable to go to work. Yeah. Not even remotely. Mm. Then forget it. It's, Ooh, time, to, it's well, time to find something else. I guess it's time to let you in on something, guys. <laughs> I got, I'm out of here. <laughs> I actually love coming to work. So just do I. Just to see you guys. Sure. And because you're giving, you're giving popcorn balls. That's right. I do have those today. Mm. And number eight, you can't see a future. Oh, that's at sad. your job. You're hopeless. I mean, if you have no hope right. about your job that things are gonna get better, you're improve, gonna get promoted. Gonna, yeah, exactly. There's movement within your company. What if you get a jacket though? Maybe that for that some people be, that, that might be an improvement. Hey, I'm a member of the team. It's like a gang, you know, sure. you're like a gang member. Mm-hmm. Or number nine, which I think is very interesting. You don't think you can do anything else. See? See, But notice how many of these are just you you don't know you. Mm -hmm. You don't know your purpose. You don't have your passion. You're not driving your own life. But even this is is, this is kind of, you know, I make I make a lot of money at my current job right now. I don't know how I could find something else Mm -hmm. that would make enough money to keep my family going. Uh, There aren't any jobs where I live or I put too much time into this company. Uh, those are excuses. But you know what? I wouldn't quit. Well, you got to make sure you have something else to go well, to. Well, you also have to – if you don't know your own purpose, your own passion, if you don't know what your values are and your strengths are, well, quitting is just rearranging chairs on well, the Titanic. But quitting, it may not be the thing to do right away. But it's the, it's but the it, but direction it's, that's a sign. That's mm-hmm. a sign that you need to start that's maybe true. thinking differently. It's totally true. And maybe you find a different purpose at the job you're doing. I've I've been to speeches where they have people – that won't quit, but they're miserable. And they've specifically told me, these people will not quit. And we mm-hmm. can't necessarily fire them because they're doing okay, but right. they're not going to quit. So can you strongly suggest, if you people don't want to be here, that they need to leave? I've heard that. I've heard that before. And so I strongly suggested it, and everyone stayed. Wow. <sighs> James, you didn't get any ideas, did you? No, you you have not. all those needs being met, right? Yeah, none of those apply I to mean, me. you're fantastic. You're incredible. And everyone's saying thank you to me. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. See, so you're not quitting. We just force people to quit around here, though. That's right. We Especially just make when their they, life when miserable. They graduate. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do. But we also make their life miserable, and then they self-select out. It's there a you very go. great program. Mm-hmm. Hey, on the show today, The Art of Quitting. We are going to give you some tools for when you need to hold them, when you need to fold them, when you need to, you know... Get serious about moving on. We're going to take a break, my friends. When we come back, we're going to have our wonderful guest, Peg Streep, will be joining us. And uh, we're going to start the discussion of the art of quitting. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here, your coach, your guide on the side. Today, my friends, we are teaching you the great art of uh, quitting. There comes a time and a place when you got to fold them. And it's in your best interest to walk away, sometimes even to run. You got to count your winnings. Is that what it is? When you're sitting at the table. Money. Money. Count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. That's the, that's the song. I think I messed it up a bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't be rude. Oh, okay. No, I was, just, I was just agreeing with you. Don't be rude, James. We can quit you. Oh. See, I can't fire you, but I can make you quit. Oh. <laughs> I'll make you laugh miserable. Good luck. Hey, on the show today, Peg Streep is joining us, and Peg is the author or co-author of 11 books she, she's been very busy. She's not a quitter, but she's written the book on it, Mastering the Art of Quitting, Why It Matters in Life, Love, and Work, which was published in December of 2013. Some other books that, are, uh, that she's written that are popular, Sanctuaries of the Goddess. Uh, James uh, can't stop talking about that one. Queen Heaven, Cowgirl Rising, Spiritual Gardening. Um, she also co-authored a book with Dr. Nancy Snyderman um, of Necessary Journeys. Uh, produced by Hyperion um, Publisher. Uh, anyway, we want to welcome Peg Streep on the show to have her start teaching us the art of quitting. Peg, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you for having me. Good Hello. to have you. You, I mean, as I've read about you and studied a lot about you, you fascinate me. You, you write. You're a writer, um, and you've been doing this for quite a while. But you seem to go out and pick a little niche that you like. Study it, sometimes partner up with a really good expert in the field, and then uh, you put a book out. Indeed. It is, it is the alternative. It is basically the, the life journey of a woman who wanted to spend her life living in a library. Did you? <laughs> so you study, been, study, study. I've been able to play that out for many years. That's great. <laughs> I really know, and I, I totally recognize that. I, now that I know that you've written the book uh, Mastering the Art of Quitting, what I wonder is, um, well, first of all, tell us about quitting. Why we need a book on quitting? Because you know, Mama always said, "Winners never quit, and quitters never win." Absolutely, that's the cultural mantra. Um, but the thing is, this, and I can give you a really two homely examples okay. um, that are very easy. So, someone has been in a terrible relationship for years. Mm-hmm. They finally get out of the relationship. It could be a marriage, it could be lovers, uh, it could even be a toxic friendship. Right. They finally leave. Okay, life goes on, and say the person goes out and makes new friends, or alternatively starts dating. What does he or she talk about when he or she is with the person with whom she actually wants to start a new connection. Hmm. The person he or she left. Yeah. Happens all the time. Oh, yeah. People get divorced. They go out yep. to drinks or dinner with someone, and... They can't they let it go. two hours talking oh. about their exes. My ex drove me crazy. And then they just get into it. Um, similarly, even though everyone is told not to do this, 
you finally leave the job and the toxic boss behind. <laughs> you go to an interview. It could be a real interview. It could be a fact-finding interview. And even though you know you know you must not do this, what do you end up talking about? Bring it up. Got to bring it up. Yep. And so yeah. the thing is that while it's true enough that there's a cultural bias against quitting, there's good quitting and there's very bad quitting. Mm -hmm. And most of us, I think, if we really reflect on the moments at which we have walked away, many of us, not all of us, will recognize that, yes, indeed, we have headed for the door. However, as we walk through that doorway, we took all the baggage with us yeah, that's from the it. previous situation. Um, that's the bad and, quitting. And that, and, that, and that part of it is the quitting that the book espouses. In other words, understand that quitting is not the, I'm out of here, yeah. the straw that broke the camel's back. I've had it. Slamming the door. Right. right. The real act of quitting entails... Managing your thoughts about why you're quitting and whether you're making the right decision. Mm -hmm. Managing your emotions that inevitably will accompany yeah. leaving somewhere you've been invested. Managing your thoughts and emotions so as to direct them to a new endeavor or goal. And then getting to that goal. I love it. And that's healthy quitting. And it's really a four-step process. And it has Absolutely nothing, by the way, to do with the I'm out of here moment. Right. That's just a reaction, maybe <sighs> maybe a threat. I mean, by the way, Peg, I sat uh, with clients recently, many actually, who mm -hmm. want to be done in their marriages, but they can't go. They The stories are too intertwined in their identity, in their psyche, in their self-esteem, in their security. They can't let it go. So you're saying part of healthy quitting is knowing how to kind of change some of these dynamics, the thoughts, the emotions, so that when you really do quit, it's over. Well, that you can actually, well, progress, again, move on. You have to see quitting as both a disengagement, the fancy word, gold disengagement. Yeah. But that process is only complete when you've re-engaged on the other side. I mean, the bottom line is that even though we have all these adages, right, the winners, yeah. winners never quit, quitters never win, when the tough get going, blah, blah, blah. The reality of it is that human beings are hardwired hard to persist. Yeah, and, and to persist and, socially, right? Well, to persist in all endeavors, I mean, again, um, the real, there's an evolutionary reason for that. Um, obviously, in very early human life, or even pre-human life, the ability to hang in despite, re the, despite the absence of reward or in spite of failure, um, those people were favored. I mean, again, right, if right. you are subsisting yeah. by bagging caribou, yeah. the last thing you want is your, you know, evolutionary forebear to fail at bagging the caribou yeah, that's right. and crawl off into his cave to die. That's right. Not good. No. End of species. <laughs> However, the bad news is that because we are hardwired to persist, 
we have all these unconscious biases in thought that keep us in place, hmm. even when our feet are kind of making the let's go move. Yeah. Our head is keeping us in place. I mean, what you were saying about the couples, um, there are many such biases. Uh, one of them famously is called the sunk cost fallacy. Right. And basically what the sunk cost fallacy is, and it's been shown in experiment after experiment, is that when people decide whether or not to stay or leave, they tend to appraise the situation by seeing what they've already invested. Right. I've already put this much in. I'm, right. Well, in, it, it kept us in the Vietnam War, for example, yeah. for a very long time. That's right. Again, countries function on this. Oh, sure. We cannot leave here because X number of people have died. Yeah. I Again. think I think that's uh, that's why I think this is so fascinating, Peg. Because in the end, um, we have to we have to figure out that I mean a lot of our evolution, a lot of our 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 wiring, our chemistry is already working to to kind of go against the quitting mentality, and yet uh, we need to learn how to how and when is a good time and how to appropriately move on and create and establish healthier patterns, healthier lives. Let's take a break, Peg. Uh, again, when we come back, I'd love to continue the discussion and figure out, you know, what, what else we need to know about, about, you know, different types of people that make this difficult, maybe some manipulators. I know you've talked about codependence. We're going to continue learning, my friends. The Art of Quitting by Peg Streep and the author of the book, The Mastering, Mastering the Art of Quitting, Why It Matters in Life, Love, and Work. More when we come back. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. That is the question we are all asking. Should I stay or should I go? James, what's your decision? Are you going to stay with the Ubi Award-winning Matt Townsend Show, or are you going to go with your girlfriend, Makuna Matata? Makuna Matata. What's her name? Uh, Molly. Molly. Yep. you going to go with Molly, or are you going to stay with the Matt Townsend Show? Both. You yes. don't even have to choose, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I wonder how Makana Patuti feels about that. <laughs> you know, really I, she probably feels great. I don't know if her name is Makana Patuti. Well, that's the thing. is probably one of the reasons why she lets me stay is because you come up with so much great names for her. Well, if I only knew her real name, I would not need to make up names. Yeah, well, you know, you can't have what you want all the time. Is it Macaulay Culkin? Nope, not even close. McKaylee Kaken? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. We will keep trying okay. because I am not going to quit on this one, even though the topic of today's show is the art of quitting. There's just a time where we need to understand how and when it's healthy to quit and how to go about doing that so that we can actually move on and progress. And who better to teach us that than Peg Streep, who is the author of Mastering the Art of Quitting, Why It Matters in Life, Love, and Work. Peg, you've been putting books together forever and uh tell me where this one fits in in your in your list of books. every one of your books seems so different too well um the idea for this book actually sprung from the homely example i used at the very beginning yeah. which is 
knowing friends, acquaintances, yep. who had apparently left whatever they were supposedly leaving. But in <laughs> they some leave it. real sense, had not, had not left at all. <laughs> and I said to myself, what's that? What is that exactly? I love it. Why do so many people do that? And, of course, there is an enormous huge body of research pertaining to this, which is fascinating, everything from um, brain science, motivational research, um, psychological research, that, that makes it quite clear that one of the reasons that many of us end up staying in situations long past their expiration date. I mean, most of the... Yeah. I mean, you, ver- you, ver- you can... Count the number of times, compare in your head the number of times you've heard someone say, boy, I wish I'd gotten out of that oh, sooner. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah. boy, I wish I'd put another five years into it. <laughs> That's right. You know, it never happens. But it's a universal and, issue, you're saying. And in the research, what are you finding? What are some of the things that that keep us stuck or feeling like we can't quit or quitting but not actually ever really letting it go? Well, as I said, we are hardwired to persist in many, many ways. One example I just gave you was the sunk cost fallacy, right. where we think of things in terms of investment and not, I mean, again, it's kind of crazy to say, well, gee, I have 10 years into this marriage and I'm miserable. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I you probably spend another five yeah, years. I ought not quit now. That's yeah. right. Um, but there are lots of other biases in thought that work in the same way. Take intermittent reinforcement. Now, you may vaguely remember this if you ever took a psych course of the, the three rats. It's a Skinner experiment in a cage, and one of whom pushes the lever and the food always comes. Sure. Okay, good. Lucky. Then there's one who pushes the lever and the food never comes. Yeah. But the third rat, and we are that rat. We are the on, third rat. Let's, let's make that known. Who pushes the lever... Sometimes it comes. And intermittently. Yeah. Oh, that's so rude. Rewarded. Yep. Now, we, the point is that when you are reinforced intermittently, you are geared up and ready to go. And this can be anything from instead of your boss ignoring you or putting you down, he or she smiles at you. <laughs> oh, you say to yourself, grasping at the pellet, see? They like me. Things are getting better. That's right. Or finally, your spouse responds in a way that is vaguely, vaguely <laughs> like what you've been asking yeah, your spouse. Begging to do. for. And you go, yes, we have a future. <laughs> yeah. I'm staying. Yeah. So that's intermittent reinforcement. The other thing that keeps us stuck, of course, is rumination. And here's another bad news thing about the brain. It's called the Zagarnik effect. And it came out of an experiment that um, from the 20s, actually, in Vienna, where there was a restaurant, hugely crowded restaurant, and the researcher, whose name was Zagarnik, actually, was astonished that the waiter could take this very, very complicated order with like a dozen people at the table and remember every detail. Wow. And she, anyway, she left the restaurant and she forgot her umbrella. And so she approached the waiter 
and said, uh, I was here five minutes ago. You have my umbrella. And he looks at her completely blankly. <laughs> Who are you? Says, I don't remember you. Interesting. And she said, yeah. how is that possible? And anyway, what they ended up doing was a series of experiments in the 20s, and they've been replicated many, many times. The brain searches for unfinished business. Okay. That which you have not done. Yeah. So that's why when you have when you are falling asleep or you wake up at three, your brain is not patting you on the back for all the really great stuff right. that you got done today. Just beating you up for what you didn't. Instead your brain is saying <clears throat> you didn't schedule that appointment. Mm, <clears throat> yeah. What about your taxes? Yeah. Uh-uh. Isn't it time to have the roof inspected? <laughs> and, again, that puts us in a loop of rumination, and rumination tends to stop people in their tracks. It paralyzes them. So, I mean, not met- metaphorically, obviously. Right. They, they end up in this, this loop of repetitive thoughts. And, again, that's part of being able to manage those thoughts is part of being able to quit. But it's not about whether it's working for me or not. It's sticking to my chemistry, my wiring. It's my wiring that keeps me doing this, not the reality. Well, again, right? most of this is unconscious right. is the thing. Right. You know, you're, you're not really – I mean, if, if, I, if, if a therapist sat you down and said, hey, listen, what's going on here is intermittent reinforcement. It doesn't matter that your partner does this one times out of ten. Right. Or alternatively, you're only looking at this in terms of what you have invested. Right. Um, the truth is that we do all these things um, without knowing that we're doing them. I mean, again, it's, it's um, people are more apt to try harder um, when the reward system isn't working. <laughs> You know, that's why the girl yeah. who got away, the guy who got away, there are billions of songs about this. Oh, yeah. It's, it's country it's music, more basically. It's attractive than the girl sitting across the table yeah. from you. Or the, the, the mother of your four children, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so, again, once upon a time, um, these, these habits of mind, and another good one is seeing a miss as a near win. And we do this all the time. You're describing my entire day. Every one of these problems is pretty much how I operate. But seeing a near... We all operate this way. Gamblers do it. Yeah. They're playing the slots. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I don't know, four or five pieces of fruit, and suddenly four of them match, and the fifth one does it. (laughs) And their brains literally light up. (gasps) Four out of five. That's right. I'm getting closer. Now, of course. Well, sure. And Nothing you weren't there. Happened. Right. So when we but start to we, see the near miss as a win, we're being we're 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 playing up the odds and, and overlooking the real numbers. Well here's the real problem, see, from an evolutionary point of view. The near win, seeing the miss as a near win, actually is extremely helpful in physical pursuits. So huh. if you're playing golf if you're doing archery. I guess because you're, you're still learning, you're getting better. That's right. So instead of throwing down the baseball bat, you say, wait a minute, I was almost there. Yeah. Hmm. 
what do I need to do? Now, again, we have this wired into us from an evolutionary point of view because physical pursuits of that kind, including hunting and figuring out things, how things worked, were very, very, very important to human survival at one point. Right. Unfortunately, we have this way of looking at things which has absolutely no applicability to most of life. Yeah. Other than maybe playing sports and, by the way, taking exams. Right. And, and are the dynamic that's harder, though, are these interpersonal dynamics where other people have possible. ideas and other people have influence. And these, this rule doesn't apply there, but we don't absolutely see the time. Absolutely not. So, hmm. so in, yes, in these, small, in these small areas of life, um, sports, anything having to do with physical sp- skill, uh, taking exams. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's seeing something as um, a near win when it's really a miss is, in fact, a motivator and helps you, uh, you know, tune up your skill set. However, for the rest of life, a negotiation with your neighbor, with your wife, with your children, a relationship. Yeah. Man. You, to, 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 not only useless, but worse still, yeah. completely counterproductive because it has you hanging in when, in fact, you should be looking for the exit. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and again, these, these habits of mind are very, very consistent. There are lots of them. Yeah. And so one of the things that I recommend in the book is that becoming conscious of how these thought processes. Yeah. And seeing it and seeing it in your life. Yes. And understanding that, you know, you, in fact, are hanging on by a thread to, um, well, for, for example, your, your, your female listeners and maybe some men who are forced to watch it on television, um, the relationship between Carrie Bradshaw and, and Mr. Big on Sex and the City yeah. was total intermittent reinforcement. Yeah, and li- going, throw a little bone, throw years. a little yeah, motivation, and kept her in. Well, any time it began to look like what she wanted, she convinced herself that, yes, it was a near win that she would try even harder. That's intermittent reinforcement. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the step one is really recognizing that uh, the hardwiring is there. Yeah, the habits um, are, of the mind. These are habits of the mind that unless we become really conscious of them, we're not aware of how we're parsing or thinking about things. Yeah. Peg, hang on one minute. Let's take a break uh, and come back to this. What an interesting discussion. Did you know your mind has all of these games going on, all of these, you know, uh, the, these thought processes that keep you staying where you are? And maybe this is what makes a healthy, effective decision to end it and quit on many parts of our life, our love, our jobs, everything becomes so difficult. We're going to take a break, come back more with Peg Streep and her book, Mastering the Art of Quitting, Why It Matters in Life, Love, and Work. You are listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio.
You go, queen. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, my friends. I want to break free from queen right there. Queen's rocking it. Holy cow. I could just listen to music all day. I should have been a disc jockey. Dr. Townsend here. Instead, helping you break free. Helping you learn to quit. The art of quitting. Now, you'd think we shouldn't be teaching people to quit. And that's true for things that maybe they don't need to quit. But there's other things in life that we probably should quit and we don't. We just won't stop. And a lot of the reasons we've been talking about with our guest, Peg Streep, you know, a lot of it's subconscious. It's, it's, we, it's underlying. It's going on. It's part of our process of just being human beings, and we're not even conscientiously living that way. Peg Streep is her name. She's the author or co-author of 11 books. The book we're talking about today is Mastering the Art of Quitting, Why It Matters in Life, Love, and Work. Peg, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for teaching us. This... Um, what do we do? Okay, so we've got all of this stuff going on in our lives, and honestly, I don't know what we're supposed to do with it, because half of this stuff we're not conscientiously doing, we're not even aware of it, and yet I don't want to leave, because I have this thing going on underneath that's saying, no, just stick with it, stick with it. One more chance, one more try. What are we supposed to do? Well, I mean, I think that what you really have to do is is measure really... I mean, what everybody needs to get a beat on is to be able to ask yourself realistically, how unhappy is this making me? Mm. Is it likely that I would be happier doing something else? Now, that's also very tricky um, because human beings are notoriously lousy at... (laughs) Predicting, aren't we? Predicting happiness. Yeah. the work of um, Dan Gilbert is really quite brilliant yeah. on this, who wrote a book called Stumbling on Happiness. And, and there's kind of good news and bad news. One, tomorrow hasn't happened. Thank heavens. So we can't really predict right. how the future is going to make us feel. And most of us, by the way, tend to be over-optimistic. So we tend to learn... and. So we, we, we look to the future and we say, oh, that will make us happy. Right. What we really don't know is how long it will make us happy, because there's something called the hedonic treadmill, and this is another one of those things. I so think all say, treadmills are hedonic. <laughs> Maybe not. Right. Well, here's the deal. You okay. say, okay, the thing that's going to make me really happy, say you're a professor. Right. I'm going to get tenure. That'll make me happy. Okay, you're a middle manager. They're going to make me a VP. Promotion. Right. Yep. When I get married. I'm going to write a best-selling book. Right. That'll do it. Then you'll be set. Or I'm going to buy myself a Maserati. Mm. Now, here's the problem. Now we're talking. Okay, here's the problem. Eventually. (laughs) Eventually. The young professor who now has tenure. And it won't take long. Right. We'll simply become a tenured professor with lots of obligations and sometimes <laughs> students that aren't that happy, yeah. happy making. And then you'll want a Maserati. Um, the VP at the company yeah. gets used to his salary. He buys a bigger house. He's thrilled. It's making him crazy. So It's so wonderful. It doesn't take long, by the way, for the house just to be the house that you live in. Yeah. And, alas, eventually that Maserati... Doesn't matter. 
become a car that costs you a lot to maintain. (laughs) And then your kids scratch it. And it's terribly finicky. Right. So so the bad news is that not only are we lousy at what will make us happy, but even when we fixate on something that we believe will make us happy, when we get there... We will get used to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like when you, you temporarily move a per- piece of furniture in a place that it doesn't belong. Yeah. And then a year later, you're sitting there having a glass of wine, and you think, <laughs> why is that there? Well, that doesn't fit there. It doesn't fit there. But the reality of it is that you've gotten used to it. Is that... there? I mean, all of us, we live with all sorts of stuff. And even stuff, by the way, that's supposed to make us happy. Right. And, and we're um, sure and we're confident would make us happy because that's, you know, we wanted the career. We wanted the tenure. We wanted the right. marriage. And so we sit here with all of these thinking kind of habits, habits of mind issues. Plus, we're not necessarily great at projecting what makes us happy. So we're confused, aren't we? We're like deer in the headlights. Yes, and and also we are, and most some of us are more avoidant than others. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a very famous uh, article called um, "Bad is Stronger Than Good," and and the reality of it is, and lots of science proves this, that um, we are much more geared again for evolutionary reasons to be drawn to avoiding bad situations that make right. us miserable and which then then and that could make us miserable than being vaguely unhappy in a place so some of it also has to do with our risk taking mm-hmm. and the reality of it is we are human beings a very conservative lot not politically conservative right conservative well again we're trying to preserve right preservation of life that's right history that's um... right so you look at your wife or your husband and you say, eh, <laughs> and then you think... It could be worse. But wait, maybe there's nothing on the other side. Yeah. Maybe there's no one. Yeah. Maybe there's a crazy person. Maybe wait. it's me. Maybe I'm no good. Maybe I'm not yes. worth it. Exactly. And I mean, again, um, part of the part of emotional, you know, management of thought and emotion has to do with the fact that uh, we are loss-averse, generally, people. Yeah. Um, you know, they run zillions of experiments having people take risks. And people will actually take a job that starts at a higher salary and then declines over time, <laughs> even though they'll end up with less. <laughs> then they will take a job where the increment goes up over time. Interesting. Um, and we want immediate, too. We, we're into immediacy. Well, there's that, too. So yeah. so quitting ends up being very fraught, A, because um, most of us have trouble managing the thoughts and emotions that go with leaving to begin with. Right. Then we have trouble motivating ourselves. Well, so what's next? But most importantly, most of us are inclined to avoid the inevitable freefall, moment of freefall, that happens when you leave something yeah. that has been important to you. I mean, again, look, quitting is no big deal if you're leaving something that has no meaning to you. That's right. Hey, we've got about uh, two minutes. So what, what do you suggest? 
Like, what do we do in order? I mean, I guess let's just say we've established through friends, neighbors, you know, meditation, inspiration, that we need to quit something. Then what? Know yourself. Think about it. Yeah. Honestly, self-appraise. How, how much trouble are you going to have taking criticism for leaving, managing your own feelings about it, managing your thoughts? That's all how just to get you to be able to handle it, huh? That's great. To take the risk. Can you do, you know, how, how are you going to replace that personal sense of self-definition embodied in that job, career, whatever? I mean, you, you must. There has to be a moment of self-confrontation and self-knowledge. And if you can't do it yourself, seek advice. Right. Go oh, talk I love to that. somebody. Yeah. Um, because, again, the mind is set up to keep you spinning. Yeah. So Spinning is if, better than moving and potential harm. So don't move and just spin. Right. So if, if, it's, if it's something that you know that you Need to do. to do, yeah, and need to do, but you can't. You should go talk to somebody. Yeah, Could become Get some help to straighten it out. Because alas, the smart money is kind of when we only go. We only get to do this once. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so. That's right. Get it right. So um, I, I really, I really think that's such a big point, and I see that a lot when I um, when I work with the clients I work with because we have to be strong enough to make the move, know who we are, and, and, and make it happen. Peg, we so appreciate you joining us. And, and your book, everybody, go check out our book, Mastering the Art of Quitting, Why It Matters in Life, Love, and Work. If you are stuck, figure out why and figure out what you need to do. Give us a call, uh, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. If you have any comments or questions on this, we got more ideas, more tools throughout the rest of the show. Again, we are talking about the art of quitting. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. It's my life. It's now Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Little Ethel Merman for you. Little Ethel Merman and John Bon Jovi in the background. I've never seen them do a duet before. Oh, you never saw them on tour? No. Fantastic. No. I didn't know Ethel was from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're a great combo. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Merman. They do in Vegas now? John Bon Jovi. <laughs> I don't know where Ethel Merman is. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm betting she's I not in Vegas. I don't think she's still around. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, may she rest in peace. Um, I don't feel like I need to quit anymore. That's good. Today on the show, my friends, we've been talking about the art of quitting. You know, there's just a time when you need to quit. And the hard part is I see it every day when I'm coaching and working with clients they can't take it anymore, okay? Their partner is messed up. I'm so sick of it. They're driving me crazy. All these things. And the reality is, as I sit and talk to them, I'm like, well, maybe it's time to go. Maybe you're done. I think that means you're done. And they look at me like, 
So you're saying I should quit? And I'm saying, honestly, it sounds like you're saying you should quit. Well, there is a time to quit. Well, I know. But what's interesting is people don't want to. Yeah. Or they would have quit. Or they don't know how to quit. Or they would have quit. Or, honestly, they probably shouldn't quit, but they've built such an argument that they're dealing with a demon that Mm -hmm. they can no longer keep the argument up. So one of the things I wanted to work on in this little coaching corner right now is to talk about how how we should go about making these big decisions to quit. So okay. fish or cut bait, right? Yeah, you got to fish or cut bait. This it's not working here. Now here's the problem though. There's a lot of pressures and Peg Streep in our last hour talked about a lot of the things that get in the way that keep us from moving on, that keep us from progressing. Here's a few things I suggest. So whenever couples come into me or any individual And I can't tell you how many times, like I would bet you easily 50% of my clients are just in this problem, this conundrum of not knowing whether to hold them or fold them, not not knowing if they should keep fishing or uh, cut bait. And I so here's what I go through. I go through a little bit of a list with them, and I'm going to go through the list with you. Here we go. Okay. One of my first principles that I teach about this, though, is the enemy of the best is the good. So a lot of times when we get good at certain things, uh, we quit looking for better. We also start to f- we start forgetting that we are a force in our own lives. You are a decision maker. I believe every one of us on this earth are here to be an agent. You are here to act. You are not to be acted upon. When someone acts upon you, you get to exert agency and choose how to move on. If you sit there and tell me you have no agency, then I am absolutely sure that is where your problem is. Because <laughs> the minute you think the problem is outside of you, that thought is the very problem. So we've got to fix it. So rule number one when you have to make these decisions, slow down. Slow down. Anybody that is in a hurry, for example, to end a marriage, I'm worried about. Because one of my rules is, and this is a little complicated, but the means and the ends are two different things. How being divorced is one thing, getting prepared to live a healthy separation, having your self-esteem, your self-worth, knowing who you are, that is different than having to divorce. They're different things. But some people feel like the only way they can progress is being done. And I'm telling you, I would never be in a hurry to be done if you don't know who you are, you don't have your own self-worth, you don't have your own sense of identity. You can be as mad as you want at everybody else, but and I see it every day in my office. I'm like, what's the hurry? What's the hurry? Well, he drives me crazy. Great. So what can we do today to no longer be driven crazy by him? Why do you keep reacting to someone that you're convinced is so messed up? Because if you react to people that are messed up, what are you? Messed up. (laughs) So knock it off. But we all do it because we're being hurt. And so our belief is if we're being hurt, we need to be done. The problem is... It's not going to go away in the next relationship either. If you don't know how to sit with somebody that's messed up and not become messed up with them, that's a little problematic. That was my question. Don't these people realize that they should talk to this person and tell them? Yeah, they've tried. They've tried. I'm sure. But they don't get it. So one of my rules, we slow down. Most of our biggest mistakes happen when we're forced to choose quickly. Slow down. The research on slowing down a divorce actually shows that it increases the likelihood you stay together. That, that sounds logical. Isn't actually. it weird? Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you slow down decisions, a lot of times life changes with it. 
the research shows that within about five years, if you did nothing to work on your marriage but just stayed in the marriage, within five years, you'd rate your marriage as happier. Simply doing nothing because life changes. In five years, your kids graduate. In five years, things happen. Yeah. I've been married for 17 years. And my marriage is not – it goes in cycles. Yeah. It ebbs and flows. It's not – it's not a straight line. Mm. And by so, the way, and you'll see it. So do you, right? We all ebb and flow. Oh, yeah. And so, and so some of this may not be them. Another thing I suggest is perform an ego check. An ego check is any time I'm in what I call my mind. So my mind is everything that's there to protect my, my, um, my body, right? My, my physical self. But the ego is everything that makes sure that I'm popular, that I, um, that I am rich and have the money and that I look good and all of these things that are about kind of the things of the world. But honestly, I have found my spirit, when I am at peace in my what I call essence or just spirit, my spirit can take a lot. My ego can't take much. When my ego is, is pushed on and my kids say, oh, yeah. Whatever, Dad, you're always whatever. Oh, my ego gets involved. And when my ego gets involved, my ego wants stuff done quickly. So make sure your decision is not about your ego. And the best way to know if it's about your ego is your peace is based in a different emotion. I mean, your, your choice is based in a different emotion than peace. Your choice is actually based in justified. Five out of six friends say he's a jerk. All my neighbors say I should do it. It's all, it's about building a consensus of what you should do instead of just the simple, subtle piece that you feel that this is the right thing to do. Also, make sure you know who you are. You've got to have an identity, and your identity can't be based in a person, in a place, or in a thing. Your identity has to be based in the fact that you know who you, you are, that you know you have infinite worth. I personally would say that you know you're a son or daughter of God, and I need to act like it. So, yeah. Do you find that um, people who get married at a younger age don't have that identity? You know, or I don't know if you've done any research on I that. I haven't but. done research. But um, part of it is I, I actually think whether you're married young or old, you don't have a clue what you're doing. Okay. Until you're in it, right? Oh, so yeah. then when you're three years in, you're like, what the heck? What did this I just do? Messed up. <laughs> She's so messed up. So I think the key is is when we get into it and we're actually doing it, what if all of a sudden we, we could actually start to figure out our identity isn't from what my wife tells me to do in the moment mm-hmm. or from my job or from what's going on? What if I got my identity by simply understanding that I believe in God and I know that he's with me and I can feel peace from that? What if that was my identity? Now, that's all neat and whatever. But honestly, in the end, what more do you want to know? Because in the end, your conscience is going to be your only guide. We have to follow our conscience because when we're all said and done and we've decided to end something, our conscience is going to be at play. And um, the conscience is going to have to make us feel like this was the proper decision, the right decision, or the wrong decision. So many people regret a divorce, for example. I think it's like 70 to 80% of people wish they had done more to improve their marriage. Hmm. Those are the people that have divorced. Wow. So we're moving too fast on the relationship stuff. Now, again, I get it. It's complicated, and everyone's, got, everyone's justified. But if you, if you feel it, if you feel like you have a need to move on, please go get some help. And don't just get, you know, don't get help from people that are just blowing smoke and loving your argument. Find somebody that pushes back a little bit on your thinking, that makes you question some of those deeper questions that Peg was talking about us, or teaching us from her book, Mastering the Art of Quitting. Anyway, folks, don't give up. But sometimes you do need to quit. 
And the best way to find out if you should quit or not, you got to find the conscience. you got to let your conscience be your guide. Uh, good stuff, my friends. We're going to take a break, and guess who is in the house? Oh, oh, oh! Meg Connolly is here from the website Meg in Progress. As you know, every time she's here, it gets crazy. So we've called security. They'll be escorting her in to the studio in just a minute. More when we come back on The Art of Quitting right here on The Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Meg Conley in the house. Uh, this is her song, Any Way She Wants It. That's the way she'll have it. Her name is Meg Marie Conley. No, not even close. Megopolis. Elaine. Meg Elaine Conley. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, so they used to call me Peggy Lane, Meg Elaine. Meg Elaine. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. cute. Meg, darling. <laughs> how are you? So good. How are you? Uh, by the way, you have a website called yes, Meg in Progress. I do. Dot com. Dot com. It is a dot com that is available live on the interweb two days a week. Here's the thing. We decided to really open things up. Oh, my gosh. 24-7. Yeah. Really? It's huge. Yeah. You must be trying to expand your reach. Well, I have so many readers coming over from Huffington Post and my various TV experiences. Okay. And so they, they come and I needed to, really? to give them a place to gather. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> that was my line. <laughs> Don't give Meg the, my line. Uh, so nice plug uh, yeah, for you. Huffington Post. Thank Meg you. is a blogger uh, for Huffington Post. Um, she also blogs at the Utah State Penitentiary and Correctional that would be Facility. Very interesting. I would do that. You is that open? Yes. Okay, but good. before, when we were off air, yes, you were discussing something very personal. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I want to bring to light. You you feel like your your listeners are ready for this? I think, and I think we need to probably maybe get some callers. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm cutting off all my hair. You're so going to shave. Person. You're going to Sinead O'Connor your Just, hair. Okay, almost. Really? Like super, super short pixie. Like a short. A like short, short like one. Sean's. Almost, Sean. Come on, why not? That's a good look for you. Yeah, it works for me. It works for yeah. you. It's working yeah. for Sean. But I, I'm not a 29 year old <laughs> mother of two either. Yeah. Okay, uh, you Homeschooler. Know, you know. All right. <laughs> you know. You know Jennifer Goodwin? She's yeah. got like super short hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And su- that's it. That's that's, that's the, what pic- you're going that's for. the picture I'm taking in. Okay. But also remember, yeah. your daughter will probably want this same haircut later. Oh no. Oh well hey, that would be great. Well, well one of my daughters has that haircut. Let's also remember Ry- Riley, your husband, may also want it. Okay, it's a little bit close to Riley's haircut. I'm See, not aren't lie. you afraid that you're going like, to steal of, his masculinity? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not worried about stealing his masculinity. Oh, you're not? No, because can yours be stolen, Matt? No. No. <laughs> Mine is firmly entrenched. But, um, but in yeah, my Friday's the big self. day. So when I come in, on, why don't you shoot some video? That would be great. Sure. I what? mean, that would kind of boring. Wouldn't we that could be like call watching it, grass? Uh, what, what, don't they call it, uh, don't you shore? What do you do to sheep? You, you shear. shear them. It's shear. shearing day. Yeah, sure. Sure. I could be a sheep in this scenario. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, do you want any feedback on this? Or is this something you just are <laughs> going to do? Lo- I would love feedback. Because today on the show, we're talking about quitting. 
And right. I, I would personally say I wouldn't quit on your hair. Sure, it's out of control. <laughs> sure, it gets out there. I understand. Sure. I had a dreadlock a couple weeks ago. No, I saw it. Yeah, right? No, remember? And we pulled that. We pulled the flower so out if of you it. Just, if you just chop it all off. No, but it's lovely. Thank you. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That's the plan right By now. By the way, last time you had a hair issue, we influenced it. Yeah, that's true. I, that's true. And you said, I we'll was, see, we'll see. And then you came back with the hair color. I was going to die kind of a color. pastel, but so then I went blonde. That's I think true. You, I think you ought not shave it. So do you think that psychologically I was like, let let us wait for the hair appointment until after I talk to Matt? Uh-huh. Do you, you think want that us to you want us to persuade you not to? You're the one to. with PhD. Yeah, oh, for so sure. I believe you. I believe PhD you. of hair, <laughs> and I think what you ought to do is go fro. Here's the thing: your listeners are like, I don't care about her hair. Why are we still talking about this? Well, if, uh, if listeners were here, <laughs> they would. Un- if this was a visual show, if this was on TV, they would all understand. We have to deal with this. <laughs> Well, oh, do what man. you want to do. Shoot. But if you do come on with a shaved head, will we'll, Sinead have, O'Connor will, will I still name? have my job that you don't pay me for? Yes. Okay, good. And we will pay you commensurate <laughs> to your hair loss. Excellent. You'll get the same salary Sean does. I am in. Actually, you won't. <laughs> you will not. How are you? I'm so good. How's Zuzu and Viola? They're fantastic. Those are the kids. Those are the kids. And uh, you, I have a feeling, have a different spin on um, quitting. Here's the thing. I've loved the show so far. Have you listened? So I have. I've Today's the day you listened. Today was the day. Ah! Look at you. are so happy That is right so now. great. Actually, i got to write that down. This is. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my journal because you never, ever listen. Here's the, I would listen. I just don't have Sirius in my car. And in, so your, then, in your Lexus? Yeah, my, my 10-year-old Lexus. I do not have Sirius XM. That's good. I don't even think they offered it when the Lexus was sold. No, so. I'm sure they didn't. No. So, anyways. So, uh, but, but it's been a great show. Today you listen. You, yeah. know, you can get it at BYUradio.org. I know. I know, but... I, I just don't. On your expensive I iPhone. I don't, I, don't, I don't do that. There so. is an app for that on your There's iPhone. An app. There's even Android apps. And if you have a computer you know, I try to, to run your website, this is the thing. You know, I just, I don't okay. touch my phone for the majority That's of every day. I don't ever yeah. check my Instagram or ignore my children while I'm on Facebook. Okay. That's not something That's that good. I do. <laughs> no, you ignore them. <laughs> the no, rest all, of the day, I, all of the above, all you, of the above. You, but I love what's your this take? Show. What's your take? So I think quit. Yes, you got to quit. So some great things. that you got to quit sometimes. Like, it's what do you so quit? great that you say no sometimes. And I want to talk. Like you guys have covered that so perfectly. I think so yeah. far. Oh, for sure. I think we should talk about saying yes. <laughs> okay. Like when to say yes? When to, yourself. to say yes to your? Okay. No, see, it's to always yourself. okay. When to say yes to yourself? Yes. Okay. Teach me because that. We we can say yes to other people. We can say no to other people. Yeah. But our default for ourselves is almost always no. No, I don't have time for that. I don't have money for that. Yeah, I don't I'm have... not good enough for yeah. that. Like, I'm not ready for that in the future. So we're going to talk about saying yes. Okay. So what do we what do we talk about? Okay. So I think I think that we should start pretty simply. Okay. Let's just are say you, yes. Are you ready for that? Yeah. So, so one way to go about learning what you should say yes to is mm-hmm. I heard some great advice a couple months ago from Heather Ann Johnson. She runs Family Volley. Yeah. Hadge, we and, call her. And she's she was on the talking show. about, we, uh, yeah, she's a very good friend. And so she was talking about having a toddler and how we're constantly saying no yes. to our toddlers, right? Yes. I mean, everything that they ask, because most of the time it's totally unreasonable. Yeah. Mom, can illogical. I drive the car? No. 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 So she said, what about for a day? If it's a reasonable request, one that won't put them in danger, one that won't put you yeah. in danger, you say yes all day for an entire day. 
I loved that. That's great. It's so great. So did so, you do it? Yes, Which, for my kids. It was great. Yeah. How they did were, they respond? They were so much calmer. They we had better conversations. They felt validated. Hmm. And then the next time that I said no, it carried more weight. Which is really exciting. So you're actually Heather's strengthening brilliant. your nose by uh, expanding your yeses. Exactly. Powerful. So powerful. But 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 with the caveat, if they're going to do something dangerous, sure, we or say the, no. That's harmful to them or a relationship or mm-hmm. something like that. Say no. Can I hit the baby? No. No. No, no, no. honey. We don't hit the baby. Wait till the baby's five. Wait years till old. daddy's home. Are we hitting daddy then, or is daddy no, hitting the baby? Know. I don't know where that's really from. disturbing. I just heard it said. I heard it said once. Okay, I don't know what it but, meant. It's weird. But so I think, what if you woke up one morning and you said, "I'm going to say yes to every impulse, every thought, mm. every need, every want that won't harm me, that yes. doesn't violate values, an ethical principles, code, sure. that's morals." Great. Right? What if I said yes for an entire day? What if I did that for an entire week? What if I did oh. that for an entire month? Wouldn't, what would happen? Ooh, okay, I'll so tell you. Amazing. What would happen? You would eat pudding pops all day long. Probably the first day, right? That would be day but one. But as you said, yes to different Yogurt, things, pops you'd be tomorrow. able to, right? But see, and then carrots the next day. You'd be able to evaluate yeah. what yeses mm-hmm. were necessary, what yeses had value, and which ones didn't. I love it. It's so, so exciting. I've done this. What, have you? I have for and a week. When did you do this? It was a couple months ago. And what happened? Um, I was a very happy person, but it was so um, against my nature uh-huh. that I have not repeated the experiment, even though it made me so much so happier and so much more dental, and yet you productive. haven't gone back. It's difficult. You have to get. You have to get. You have to, in the habit. Focused. you have to be absolutely focused. Why are we so anti ourselves? That's crazy. Because we feel like to have discipline, to be worthwhile, to be a productive member of society, that has to come from negative thoughts, negative consequences. Yeah, suppression, no, suppression, suppression. Yeah, right. and so, but that's. That's no. not true. Who right? we? We're great. We're like, incredible. You are a great person. If you embrace your nature, mm-hmm. your the inner self that's there beneath yeah. all the clutter and the insecurities yes. and like the Dexter episodes you shouldn't have watched. Mm. If you get past that, mm. good point. <laughs> then, then, good point. Then there's a lot to yeah. say yes to. See, but that's the problem: is we're kind of so sin avoidant sure. that we're not light. Um, embracing sure and so and so it's and so it's difficult right yeah. and so the first thing that I did this week when I did this I'm very um I can't do anything unless I'm very like uh, <laughs> deliberate about it especially like an experiment like this so I said okay um what are the things that the little tiny things that niggle at me that I wish I could say yes but niggle. I hear all the time niggle is the word <laughs> uh, write that down I'm, Sean niggle will be sure the word of the day your UK listeners are very familiar I'm with that niggle look that one up <laughs> I once had a niggle. <laughs> Hurt like a mother. Oh, if dear. I had a niggle for every time. <laughs> for every time I've heard niggle, I'd have a nickel. So little things that I should say yes to. I should say yes to more time for myself. Okay. And and what does that mean to you, right? Mm. Does that mean a long bubble bath at the end of the day? No. Does that mean going, hey, no shame in that, Matt. Total Marty shame. told me you love a long bubble Matt bath. Matt loves his bubble baths. <laughs> you know what? Oh, that is the, honestly... That is the biggest waste of a day. No, well, not an entire day. A bubble, forty-five minutes with like a good book. How do you read a book Amazing. in a bathtub? What are you talking about? Water everywhere. You just don't drop the book. I am not kidding. Are you the kidding best, me? The best relaxation moment of the past year has been me, a bubble bath, a book, and a bowl of ice cream. 
It was amazing. Wow. Have so you been to a, a professional <laughs> athletic event? Yes. You gotta try that. Okay, so niggle maybe, on that. So maybe that maybe that is your spare yes. time. But what are you really saying yes to when you decide to take some time for yourself? You're saying yes to you. You're to saying your yes development, to you. To your growth. Exactly. Yeah. You're saying that you deserve the You're kind of time it. that you put into other people. That's fantastic. <sighs> Meg, you did it again. Yay! We're oh, taking are we a break. done? No, we're taking, we're done with that one. Oh gosh. Uh niggle. <laughs> It's a verb. Cause slight but persistent annoyance, discomfort, or anxiety. Bam! Holy niggledge. I am a vocab queen. Welcome to your life, You know life, what? That's Matt. what I like. Is I like <laughs> you on the show because I learn new words. Except for those ones that I'm not supposed to use. Sure. Well, that's off air. So that's, that's off air. That's off air. So. Niggle. There you go. Uh, Meg, are you going to stick with us for another sh- another segment? Yeah. Or two, actually. Yeah, you can't uh, get rid of me. We've tried to get rid of her. We can't get rid of her. Her website's Meg in Progress. She is a an award-winning uh, That's not true. Mother no, that's true. I've never gotten an award-winning. <laughs> Nobody can niggle like Meg Conley. Look it up. It's in the dictionary. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Meg Progress, working for a living. You got a joke. Teaching us the art of the niggle. Yeah, it's a great word. It's a great I, word. I love words that sound exactly like what they're saying, like niggle. Doesn't that sound like a partic- like tapping? Doesn't once, stop? Once again, All you can a, think a about? niggle is to do something that's annoying. Persistently. Persistently annoying. Yeah. When I think I'm of really niggle, good at niggling. Meg. <laughs> I beat you to it. I think of you. You're working for a living. Yeah, well, kind of. Meg sure. in Progress. Yeah. I just went to her website. If you go to meginprogress.com uh, and hit enter, amazing things will happen. A, it will load up. Yes, there is a website. And there's a website <laughs> there and apparently some artwork about your latest blog entry. Sure. Sound it out. Yeah. It's about teaching my daughter how to read. It's beautiful. Who did the artwork? Um, I get a lot of stuff from the 1930s and 1940s where the copyright has expired. Oh, sure. You just steal from the it's past. No, it's not No, I understand. There's a website. Meg, a lot of people steal from the no past. Copyright. Well, they call them treasure hunters. <laughs> girl. Or pickers. Picker. Yeah. I'm By the picker. way, picker is a word that sounds like what it means. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're so smart, Matt. Pickers. <laughs> Uh, Megan, uh, Meg uh, Conley, Meg in Progress, Huffington Post, blah, 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 ABC shows, yada, 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 Nightline, Steve Harvey show. Sure, yeah. That's everything Meg's done in the last month. And, that, and, that's and stolen really from some life. artist in the 40s. It, it was an ad. There's no copyright. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Meg, uh, one of the things, I guess that's where you said yes. I'll, yes, I'll take sure, that. Sure, yes, I will take that. That's, uh, I, that's actually a really good idea. I'm gonna, I might start going back. <laughs> Stealing stuff, picking, picking stuff. To keep talking about yes. Today on the show, we've been talking about um, quitting. Sure. There's things you're supposed to quit. Yes, I am a quitter. Do you hear some music? That was beautiful. That's Sean niggling. Don't kind niggle of a, with kind the of a board. Newbie over here. Uh, talk about. You say we should say yes to ourselves more. That's we've got to learn to say yes. Yes. Very yes. Okay, well, that's about it. That wraps it up. Anything else about yes that we should say? Well, I think you should say yes to living in the moment. 
This is something that I yes. really try. <laughs> we are right here, right now, in the moment, and we should be here. This is so difficult because yeah. we think that if we are disciplined, if we have a game plan, yeah. if we know where we want to be in the next five years, we'll get there and everything will be fine. Right. And and to some extent, that structure sure. is great, but you need to have some fluidity within that structure, yes. right? And so the thing that I've been working on for the past little while is my life has not gone according to script. No. No. It hasn't. It hasn't. For better and much worse, <laughs> but right? That, but that's what I think is so fantastic about you is it's always new. And you're willing to just go wherever the waters go. Right, right. Even it's if it's powerful. down the toilet. <laughs> Wherever the flush happens. Wherever that takes but, you. But you'll go with it. That's what's so, cool. So this is, you actually mentioned my last blog entry. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. because It's a segue. <laughs> um, so I'm teaching my daughter how to read right now. And so she's finally figured out kind of the the cadence of different words mm. and and she thinks she's this expert reader now <laughs> and so we sit down yeah. to read like the bob books and she's making things up because she sees a j here and a t here so and she so just, she kno- thinks yeah. she knows what the story is and right. she stopped actually reading because she thinks she's such a good reader where do you think she, she doesn't have to read oh oh probably her dad Riley, yeah definitely sure. maybe that one time she met you I think it just rubbed off on her. I don't think so. <laughs> so She's it's cute. been so frustrating for me because I'm just read the words. Yeah. Like John. Stick to the script. Tom. Like <laughs> here are the words. Yeah. Like what is the problem here? Yeah. Well, it's often the way that we live our lives, right? We've decided that we know who we want to be, how we want to get there. We're going to say no to ourselves over and over again until we get to this place that yeah. we want to be. And no is not a forward no. word. Yes is a forward word, right? Yes is a forward word. No is not. Is yes a backward word? I, I don't. I think if it's, it's the right yes. I don't think it is. I know. Right. I don't think it no. is. And it's so, always because it's life forward. Right. Yes means I'm stepping forward. Keep moving forward. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And so I think so. I finally realized I wasn't sounding out my life anymore. I was doing exactly what she was doing. Oh, I decided that I knew what my no's were. I was pushing aside the yeses, and this was the framework I was living within. And it didn't matter if it didn't cool. match up with what was actually on the page, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and so, we need to say yes to sounding out the moments of our lives, and that can be crazy, crazy difficult. Yeah. Because it means admitting vulnerability. It means admitting Weakness, mistakes. Yes, yes. I it blew means, it. Right. Yeah. That that's like something you think all the time, right? Mm, I just did. <laughs> you know what you ought to do is you ought to write this idea up and then put it on your blog. Oh, I wonder where one could see that. Weird. <laughs> I might put it on your blog, Meg, in progress. But you're making a very interesting point because it's life is happening one way or another. Right. And you got to be in yours. So start saying yes to it. Start yeah. saying yes to the moment you're in. And that, that means something different for everybody. And is that, now, is that not selfish? So yeah, that's what I, when, when, you, when I heard that you wanted to speak on that you should say yes to yourself, I'm thinking, oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> well, that, that's where our earlier experiment comes exactly. in, right? Right. Where you take the time to say yes to so many things and you find the yeses that are valuable. Right. And so then you spend more time saying yes to the valuable things. The no's don't even come up that's anymore because right. there's no room for them. And it's not selfish because you are being, you're magnifying you. Exactly. Right? Right. Because I think it might be more selfish to self-preserve using no all the time. Right. Oh, absolutely. Than it is to be being and magnifying your full set of gifts. And absolutely. Talents. So very simple, very simple example. But I'm I'm a girl. <gasps> I'm I'm a woman. What? And, what? what and did as, that happen? 
And as and as women, we're constantly, especially as mothers, yes. we're constantly Moms saying, "Do this." No, I don't yeah. have time to go get my hair cut. I yeah. no, I better not go get the drugstore lipstick. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to go for need, the run this morning. I don't morning. need glasses. I don't need it. No, no, right. no, no. Well, what message are we sending our children about that moment in their well, lives when right. it comes? Right. Do we want our daughters to be no women? That's horrible. Right. No, it's not. It's, that would be that is the and to not value yourself right. enough to say yes. So the way that you t- teach your daughters to value themselves is to say yes to yourself. Lead by example. Now, what would you say to let's just say the hypothetical mother? Yes, who only says yes to herself. Sure. And even says yes, and when she doesn't have anything else to say yes to, she makes up something she needs to say yes to. And says yes to herself. She should probably come to you for therapy. Amen. <laughs> totally agree. Couldn't agree no, more. Of course, like the pendulum can always swing yeah, too we, far. Yeah, we don't need to work. But, of course. But part of it is because that, that's what everyone's going to be thinking is, yeah, but what about my neighbor that's so – but honestly, you don't know. Right. Because exactly. you don't know what she needs Absolutely. in order to keep her boat afloat. Right. No, right? exactly. Some people need more air to so keep the boat afloat. <laughs> I need so much more. No, you, I know. Riley called. <laughs> Riley says your boat is sinking. Give her more air, Matt. Is that why you're cutting your hair? Actually. You want more air. I am cutting my hair because I don't like the time that it takes to not brush it. And so I don't want to Hmm. not have hair anymore so that I can say yes to more things. You know what? Hair hasn't become a valuable yes for me at this point in my life. No, I don't want to fight you. It's your hair. (laughs) But it just seems like, Meg, you should always say yes to hygiene. No, I mean, I, I I didn't say say no to hygiene. No, you said cut it off. Man, this really great segment has gone off the rails. It's <laughs> crazy. No, you. I, I get your point, and it's your hair. Whatever. I mean, sure. whatever. If whatever, it's just boot camp haircuts. But you can't. <sighs> you can't understand the value of others until you understand the value of yourself. So say yes to a good meal once in a while. Say yes to a splurge once in a while. Have you ever had somebody offer you something? My automatic, when someone offers me something, I automatically say, no, I'm good. Yeah. Why do we do that? You know what? It's, I don't know. It's It's our default. It's like how I did Mm -hmm. this experiment a couple weeks ago where for a week I said yes. And then when the week was up, when I knew my experiment was up, I started saying no again. I didn't even realize I was doing it. That was well, just my default. You need to get back to your experiment. I do. That's why I'm so excited to talk about this today. This is great. I'm back in. I want to say yes more. Okay, test me. Okay. Um, are you going to eat a healthy salad for dinner tonight? Yes. <laughs> uh, got that one right. Are you going to take your hot wife out on a date? And yeah. like carve out some time for the two of you? Yeah, hot Because you want to make out in the back of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Ding. Why are we saying yes to that kind of stuff? Say yes to the arrest. (laughs) Say is I think that's another show. That's that's not this one. Say, but uh, those are easy. Give me a hard one. But the easy ones are the hard ones. No, they are. Because those are the ones that we dismiss out of hand because there isn't the time. That's right. The kids have a soccer game tomorrow and it's early and we still need to do laundry. But if you start saying yes to all the tiny things that really matter, the big things that matter are going to fall into Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. So should we go – what if we – should we go on a date at 1030 at night? Yes. But it's going to be late and we'll be tired. You will sleep another time. Yes. Wow. Meg. Yay! Which is another form of yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yay. Another form of yes. It's profound, deep thoughts like that that Meg Conley brings (laughs) on her website, uh, meganprogress.com. 
That's why you pay me the big bucks. Yeah, we were going to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> Sean, right? Uh, ask me if we should start paying you bigger bucks. Should you? No. This is a yes day. Nope, I'm starting my yes day tomorrow. I really hope everyone listening does have a yes day tomorrow. Let's 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 set it out. Tomorrow is the issue yes the day. challenge, and they should call in and tell you about it. Say yes to everything tomorrow. I'm going to write a blog post about it. Now, everything within moral boundaries, sure. correctness, it's and health. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt yeah. others. Say yes. It's exciting. Hmm. Can I borrow twenty bucks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, seriously. It doesn't start till tomorrow. So ask me tomorrow. Oh, well, I won't, won't see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Shoot. Oh, oh darn it. Um, this is good. This is good, good. stuff. It's, oh, this God. was a shocker. This was a shocker? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you work so hard. <laughs> thank, thank you? Um, thank you is, is appropriate. Uh, and yes, and we wish you all of the best. Are you going to stick around for our last segment? Yeah, you can get rid of me. I don't want to see my kids yet, so I'm going to stick around for at least Whoa. 15 more minutes. <laughs> Say yes to your children. Mike. Tomorrow. <laughs> hey, uh, Mike's going to come in and talk about creative turndowns. Oh, I guess great. he's been turned down. He's heard this from a lot of ladies. Apparently, I've never, oh. I've never experienced this. <laughs> but uh, Mike's going to teach us what that's like. We're going to take a break, my friends. Come back more with Meg Conley and Mike. Uh, if you've ever needed a creative turndown, it's coming up, my friends. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. We are wrapping up the Matt Townsend Show. What better way to do it than being with Imagine Dragons on top of the world? Meg Conley's in the house. Do you like this song? It makes the, me so happy. This is my happiest song. It's so great. I listen to it when I work out once a month. You do too? <laughs> yeah, I do. You know what I do? I listen to it while I watch people work out. That's creepy. Totally. Yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm their father. I'm fine. Daddy's just going to watch. Okay. Well, hey, um, did Mike have something for us? <laughs> uh, well, I did. Did you just... And Meg Conley pulling out a snort. Sure, it's a little niggle, <laughs> but a little niggle will do you. Won't you say, Meg? It's just the weirdest thing I've heard you say. And there's... <laughs> <laughs> Meg, you need to listen to the show. It gets... A lot weirder than that. Oh, man. Hey, in the house, Miguel Pond. Thank you. The Pond de Miguel. I'm here. Ready. <laughs> Mike is going to teach us um, creative ways to maybe break up, creative ways to oh. turn somebody down if they ask you Say out on no. a date. We would like to get Meg's top 10. <laughs> of times that happened to me? Yeah, I want to yeah. hear this. Oh, I was not successful at the dating thing. Not. No, no. You? I would say that the you two, are seem a date like a dating queen. I would say that the two uh, most effective ones were um, when they told me that they weren't weren't actually interested in, in women. Those were the two. Most wow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> really? And That's that was a true story for both of them. Well, that so, actually tells you a lot about you. 
I, 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 you I don't like passionate seem to pick. Souls. Yeah, well, you like, and you, yeah, I get it. You so know, I'd say that that shuts it down. My favorite so. turndown is when they ask you something and you're like, no hablo inglés. Because you look so Spanish. Do you think? Yeah, with your blue eyes uh-huh. and I How do you get tan in the fall, cheeks? man. I don't get it. It's called Saturday football. Every Saturday. And I usually only tan half of my face. And then it flakes by Wednesday, and back at Saturday, I'm back at it. Yuck. Also, um, I was broken up with on MySpace. Remember MySpace? Yeah. 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 Through mm. a message, comment so everybody through, could see? No, no, through an actual message sent to my inbox. So it was like a little bit classy. Um, he titled it Falling Leaves, which I think really well, gives you an insight into sure. the type of guys I was yeah. dating. Oh, yeah. He was a poet. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, so was it a poem? Uh, no, but the the prose was spot on. Mm. Yeah, yikes! Yummy. So thank goodness for Riley. He really, yep. really saved me from thank a goodness for quite Riley. a quite a thing. Taking the burden <laughs> off of the rest of mankind. Well, you've been talking a lot How about much? saying yes, right? Sure. But, you know, sometimes the, you got to say no. Saying no uh, can learning to say no can be a really powerful tool. Absolutely. You know, but some people don't have the guts to say it. You know, so they Sissies. might write you. A MySpace message. I would like to say this was before Facebook. It's, it's a little bit less <laughs> skeezy that way. So. Yeah, I still have a MySpace. You do not. Well, I mean, I haven't logged in for like seven years. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that what, anyway, that's crazy. <laughs> we won't even go there. Okay, so Mike, we've got to say yes sometimes, but a lot of times we just got to say no. Right, yeah. We, we got, I'm going to have to let you go. It's not you, it's me. Right, uh, or it's or it's, it's all you. you. It's sure. all you. Sometimes yeah. it is. Or, or you yeah. smell bad. I mean, there's a lot oh. of different things you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, uh, you know, most people you talk to say you want to do it in person. Sure. Yeah. You want to be honest <laughs> with with how you feel yeah. and let them know why. Uh, some people just can't do that. No. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fair enough. That. So yeah. this is this is for those people that that can't really, you know. Do that. Can't is, so, so this isn't necessarily effective advice you're giving us. No, I would not recommend Because this. you would recommend okay, we do it face-to-face. so face people to face. shouldn't be taking notes right now. No, okay. but it's just something to consider. Uh, uh, so those know. of you that have pulled yeah. over, <laughs> merge back into traffic. Uh, all is well. You will not need notes on this. Okay, cool. So some of this is anecdotal. Some of this is just, you know, some ideas. Will, will, you, will you point out when it was yours and when it was, you know, based and, on research? And if you're about to use it. Yeah. No, okay. no. <laughs> anyway. Because he's got a lovely girlfriend. Uh, what's her name? Alyssa. She's wonderful. Alyssa. We're using her real name. Yes. Wow. We have been the whole time. That's beautiful. Yeah. She's great. I love Not her. Not the Alyssa that is on our show. No. We no. have an Alyssa, a oh, producer. Sure. So don't misconstrue. So because- you're not using these on either Alyssa. No. Great. Well, maybe I the one I work them. with, but- yeah. uh, They're going to be yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's hear them. These are fantastic. <laughs> well, you know, if you can't do it yourself, you might want to have someone else do it mom, for you. Have your mom call. So, yeah, no. or, or have someone deliver a note. I'd have no. or, or a poem. Or have someone yeah. write a poem on MySpace mm. to send for Send you. them to MySpace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could you create yeah. a MySpace profile? I want to send you something. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that's the way to do it. So what, so what do we do? What do we say? You might say, uh, it's not you, it's me. I love that. You know, we actually have a generator here. Oh, really? Like, if you don't know what to say. It, it generates your you, breakup? A yeah, breakup you generator. Can, you can, yeah, sure. and you can kind of tick the boxes. Let's do it. By what you want to oh, okay. uh, say. Let's pretend like we're going to let Meg go. Okay, so <laughs> oh. so the name of the person we're dumping is Meg. Meg. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we'll put them at Townsend Show here yeah. at the top. Yeah, that's fair. It's that's not fair. us, it's you. Here's the thing. I was broken up with four times. 
That's a lot. Four shows or just is this four, four times? Yeah, dating. Yeah. You know what is the strangest thing? I've never had anyone break up with me. Didn't you get married when you were like still a fetus, basically? It's <laughs> hmm. <That's> kind of <laughs> personal. <laughs> I don't think I was a fetus. I was a 21-year-old. Sure, you were very young. How old were you when you 21. got married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were 21, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, didn't so, have, I didn't have two uh, years out of the dating pool. Well, let's call. So, <laughs> yeah. so call me fetus garolitis. <laughs> but you're just... You're you're just as innocent as I am, except you lack innocence. Ouch! So you're generating your breakup. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But Let's before we jump up, into this, we sure. get two, three ideas that you might consider if you can't do it in okay. person. You might yeah. want to hire a magician. Oh yeah, incorporate sure. it in the trick. Ooh, you know, it's yeah. over. That's a great idea. Or uh, cut you might, her in half, like a singing yeah. telegram. Or type a treasure thing? hunt. At the end of the treasure hunt, they open up the chest. It's over. Wah, oh, wah, wah, yeah. wah. I had a friend. He went over to his girlfriend's house, and That's she said, great. "Hi, this is my boyfriend." Oh. Introduced the replacement to him. Oh. oh, did he just not get the message though? Because here's the thing: I was <laughs> broken up with many times, but I also had to break up with and like avoid. Persistent yeah. people, and sometimes they just didn't get the message. I wish I had had a boyfriend to pull out. Like that would have been great. Well, yeah, it's always good if you can just pull out a boyfriend. Sure, that's <laughs> see what I'm how saying. you treat men. <laughs> like we're just something you just pull out. Yes, very utilitarian. Okay, <laughs> I feel disgusted. <laughs> anyway, anyway, keep anyway. Going. let's keep breaking so, up. So, so here we're we're breaking up. We need to choose all the okay. that apply here. Yeah. Uh, he or she is a total loser. No, or, no. she's not. That's, she's wonderful. He, have rough. you changed too much? He, Maybe. She yeah, may sure. in a week. She may lose yeah. her hair. Okay. Is she selfish, <laughs> arrogant, a liar, no, cheated? No, okay, no, okay. None of that. Mature, she's, too immature? Uh, pretty much yeah, on that. that yeah. All right. Be I better great. write this uh, Let's see. Check. Doesn't treat us with enough respect. No, she does. She's that, a beautiful, wonderful, oh, giving nice. soul. Yeah, there you but has, we need to get rid of her. Has body odor issues. No, that's not true. Despite what Matt says on air every week, I smell like a flower. Okay. Thank what you. flower? Well, this <laughs> like is our breakup letter to you. You smell okay. good, though. Sure, thanks. So it's not her smell. Do okay. people, this well, is, you checked like three. Uh, that seems did she like forget enough. your birthday, Matt? Uh, she did. Yeah. She did forget the yeah. birthday. Okay. Uh, does she care enough? I doubt it. No. I doubt I, I'll it. just go on record as saying no. She okay. disrespects yeah. me. Quite what, a bit. Is she messy? Does she never clean yeah. up her mess? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, on those. All right. Let's see here. Too clingy, too serious, criticizes us too much. Yeah, there's one. I do. I do poke a little bit of fun. She's a poker. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Nags. Is she spoiled? Causing drama. Drama queen. Okay. Uh, Is there a snorter? Ah, uh, snort. That might come. Okay. See if the, I, a found, snort. Got it. I found someone else. That one was rough. Uh, yeah. Irresponsible, controlling, poor grammar. No, she's no. got great grammar. Okay, great. She taught us niggle. Do we want to stay friends with her? Do we have to? No, no, there's no. a no button. I want to keep her. Sure. I want to keep okay, her. Okay, we'll as a stay friend. friends. No need to get rid um, of her. Here's some typical lines that we include okay. in our letter. Okay. Uh, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, that's good. You're more like a sibling to me. Yes, oh. that's great. <laughs> yeah. No, do, do like, you're more like an aunt. <laughs> You're more like an ant, a crazy ant. All right. So, uh, are you are you generating? Yes, I'm. I'm generating. Do we ever want to see them again? Yes, we do. Okay, She's okay, wonderful. Yeah. This has been a yeah. hurtful process, uh, but not not professionally. Not professionally. So this we'll is just our say, uh, letter, Meg. I'm going to miss you. Okay, here we go. Rough. I'm generating, Meg. Mm. Oh shoot! Hold on a second. Oh, it's a long letter. Yeah, this is pretty long. Oh, wow, man. it's like paragraphs. I'll just I'll just make it up. <laughs> Meg, it's not you. It's just we can't afford your incredible eclectic sure. lifestyle and tastes. Okay, here it is. Ouch. Your bald head. Dear Meg, 
I'm writing this email because I think our relationship has run its course. You've changed too much since we've met, and Mm. and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I've called the nursery school program, and they agreed to let you in after they assessed your maturity level. Oh, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It really took a turn there. That was ugly. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you you have to be so messy? Uh, How hard is it to put your clothes back in the laundry bin and wash a few dishes now and again? Yeah. Frankly, I I guess I shouldn't have been doing laundry here in the first place. Are you doing laundry? (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Frankly, you just don't care about us enough here on the Matt Townsend Show. Um, and if it wasn't enough, you have to criticize us all the time. Mm. Oh, whiner. You um, know what? I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. This it's is, not you. It's really me. My goodness. I'm sorry. You're supposed to say yes. I'm sorry. Not no. Yours start, truly, the Matt Townsend but yes, Show. yes, everybody say yes tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow's the yes game. Um, I don't want to break up with you. Thank you. Good. I do, I do want you to see a specialist. Just for some help. Sure. I'm in. Meg, we love having you on the show. Thanks for having me. And we don't care what the, the mail says. We don't care what they say in the mail room with all of the angry people. But you do care about my hair. Yes, I do. Don't shave your head. Next week. Okay, folks, here's a quote for you. There is a difference between giving up and knowing when you've had enough. See, we haven't had enough with Meg. No. But we are giving up. <laughs> Tomorrow, there are people who hurt us in real life, right? But why do we love them? That's what we'll be talking about on the Matt Townsend Show. Join us tomorrow. More fun, more insight, more help to give you a leg up in life. Talk to you tomorrow, folks.